You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Really just confirmed our hypothesis that the, this resource remains open. And you know, this step was 150 meters out along strike, 315 meters down plunge from existing uh, blocks in the resource. Uh, you know, it's further confirmation of the 450 zone, which makes up over 75% of the resource, remains open. Uh, this stratigraphic position is where we've been testing out at the hinge and having a lot of success as well. So now we've opened up nearly 900 meters of strike length on the on the deposit here. So really exciting. And, you know, 45 grams over a meter, yeah, it's narrow, but we can dilute that to mineable widths. What it tells us is that there's high enough grade to go out there and, and keep plugging away as we go. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. In today's episode, we're getting an update from our sponsor, Fury Gold Mines. Website is furygoldmines.com and ticker symbol is, is super simple, F-U-R-Y in Toronto or in the States on the big boards. Chatting today with the CEO, Tim Clark, as well as the SVP of Exploration, Brian Atkinson. Gentlemen, welcome back onto the show. And uh, Tim, I'll kick it over to you. Could you provide us kind of a high level overview of what the company has been accomplishing the last couple of months since we last spoke? Uh, sure, Bill. Well, we've, you know, we we sound a little like a broken record because we just keep, you know, moving forward and checking off the things that we've already shared with investors. But, you know, it's important to remember that in this market, a lot of the companies aren't able to move or invest or drill. And we've been able to you really uh, navigate some of the things to put us in the financial position of strength. Right now, we sit at $11 million in the bank. We sold some Dolly shares in, uh, beginning in the fall. Um, we felt that it was important to uh, create an opportunity for us to be self-financed going forward for the next year. Um, and we had an opportunity to bring in a large U.S. Uh, institutional investor forum. And I think it was a benefit to all of us. Uh, the Dolly stock moved up as a result of removing some of that overhang. Our share value for there is at 42 million Canadian. Our, our, our personal market cap is at 67. So if you do the math, you get all of what we have right now for 14, less than 15 million, 14 to 15 million dollars Canadian, which includes uh, Committee Bay, the joint uh, venture with Newmont, um, and also LeClarkey, which is a huge uh, 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 exploration platform for us that we've done a lot of work on this past summer. And then obviously Eau Claire, which we're continuing to move the needle and getting more results. Um, we just came out with the gap and uh, I'll let Brian talk about that. But we still have 11 holes pending, including Percival, which is one of the one of the areas we're really excited to see. See, um, look, this market's punished everybody, and it's not been kind for unless you have these pie in the sky kind of results. But we're doing what we told everybody a year ago: we're running a business and we're planning ahead. We're being thoughtful about how we invest. We're trying to present investors with an opportunity to buy into a company that has multiple ways to win. Um, and we can talk a little more about the specifics with Brian here uh, after that, Bill. And I think, Tim, you put more meters in the ground this year than you even told the market at the outset, didn't you? Yep. We were looking at 15,000 uh, and now we got 18,000 meters. Uh, and we they came in under budget for what we were actually looking to do. Um, and uh, results have been slow with the assays, as we've all known. But, you know, therein lies the opportunity for investors to think about this at the end of the year Here's a company that's well-financed for all of next year, still have pending um, uh, results coming out, 
And we've got a joint venture that's cleaned up with that we really want to go after with Newmont. And uh, we do have some uh, greenfields type exploration with we've done a bunch of surveys out in Clarkey. It's a big property for us. It's real exploration. And that's our what we're focused on trying to be is a great exploration company. And we're doing it. Brian, you're in charge of the geological team. So you released some results in the gap zone, which is between two areas of known mineralization at the Eau Claire project. Uh, What what is the significance of these results? So what it's really done, Bill, is uh, really just confirmed our hypothesis that this resource remains open. And this step was 150 meters out along strike, 315 meters down plunge from existing uh, blocks in the resource. Uh, you know, it's further confirmation of the 450 zone, which makes up over 75% of the resource, remains open. Uh, this stratigraphic position is where we've been testing out at the hinge and having a lot of success as well. So now we've opened up nearly 900 meters of strike length on the on the deposit here. So really exciting. And, you know, 45 grams over a meter, yeah, it's narrow, but we can dilute that to mineable widths. What it tells us is that there's high enough grade to go out there and, and keep plugging away as we go. At the beginning of the year, I think you said the goal would be to define a pathway to 2 million ounces at Eau Claire. So how are we doing on that goal? Well, I think with the when you look at the hinge, you know, we've extended mineralization uh, over 450 meters that way. We've got this 150 meter step out this way. And in the gap zone. And then that's opened up another 450 meters of strike. So now we've got over 900 meters of strike, strike length wide open to us exploring. It's open down dip. Um, and then we've also, you know, drilled out on the Eastern side as well. So I think that pathway is becoming a lot more clear for us as we move forward here. And then you have other targets. Could we be looking at kind of a string of pearls uh, with this project? What can you conceptually see it going towards? Oh, definitely. When you look at a greenstone belt anywhere in the world, there's never only, uh, you know, one deposit, one mine on it. So, you know, that's been our premise exploring up in Community Bay uh, with the uh, the Three Bluffs resource there, that there's got to be something else there. And same down here in the, uh, you know, in the East Bay Greenstone Belt, you know, we've got Eau Claire. We're seeing good mineralization out at Snake Lake. We want to get back out there. Uh, we're still waiting on some results at Percy Val, 14 kilometers away. And then, as Tim mentioned, we've got the Lac Clarkey um, land package directly adjacent to Eau Claire. Uh, we did 3,000 soils out there waiting for the results from that, and that's really going to help us uh, target out that way. So that's all along the same sort of deformation zone east-west there from Eau Claire. So is Lac Clarkey part of the big upside for early of next year then? Is that the goal here? Definitely, yeah. We, we collected some really tight uh, soils over top of... Um, you know, areas where we like geophysically and geologically, uh, really sort of interesting zones, even even some areas where our geophysical interpreter, she's, she said, uh, you know, this is so complex, I don't even know what to draw here. I just recommend you go check it out, right? So these are part of those 14 targets that we've been talking about on the, uh, the Eau Claire block for, you know, for the last year. So we're just trying to advance some of them through the pipeline and, you know, get some excitement. You know, Eau Claire is nice and exciting. It's, uh, it's holding well for us, but making a new discovery will uh, you know, certainly help out as well. Tim, as you referenced in your um, initial, uh, what you shared, you've been able to move when other exploration companies haven't been able to move and do much this year. That's because you've been able to raise money. Uh, you've raised um, from 
transactions, the corporate side, the institutional side. So um, what is your idea, though, or your perspective on flow through money? Because you are in Quebec where flow through money is available. Is that an option for the company? Um, and look, flow through money is a real um, leverageable item. It's great. Um, but, you know, you just don't want to do it if you don't need it at, at a low share price. So my hesitancy to do any flow right now is just all related to share price. And uh, I don't I think we're giving our company away at this value. So, um, you know, the good news is um, we have enough in the bank that we we can be thoughtful about when we do it. And I and I've said this before to investors. You, you just want to be smart with what you've got in front of you. And maybe maybe we end up doing some flow next year. Maybe we don't. Uh, but, you know, I just want I don't want to be in the position of desperation the way some of these other companies are. And that's when you make mistakes. That's when you make bad decisions. And, uh, you know, we've turned this company around a year ago. We were not in this position. Um, we are uh, in a completely different um, mental state in terms about what we want to do and target. I think there's going to be opportunities out there for a lot of companies. There's going to be a lot of shakeup going forward. And uh, what we want to do is we want to be a bigger company over time and work with some of the investors uh, that we've worked with, with which includes the Newmonts and, uh, to, you know, the other companies that are invested in us. So we've got a great support system in that, and that's what we're going to lean into. And I think um, I think this next year is going to be an exciting year. And are you waiting to get the pending assays back from your current drill core before you let us know what you're doing next year in terms of yeah. drilling. So, yeah. So the, there's always this question about what's your plan. And um, uh, my view to our investors and to the board is, you know, we need to see what we have before we define anything. We're going to be drilling. Uh, that's what we do. It's just about how much. And we, we, and there's there's opportunities out there. Who knows? Maybe there's a joint venture. Who knows? Maybe there's something where, um, we see something unique that we want to buy, maybe something we want to sell. And I'm not trying to precursor anything that we're going to do, but my point is we're going to block and tackle and we're waiting for results. We have 11 holes pending, including Percival, which is a big one for us. And we're in a position of strength heading into the next year. And we're doing the due diligence that as an investor, you'd love us to do. And we're trying to you know, measure twice and cut once. And we're also thinking about big picture about this market. Um, it's it's unique time where some of these bigger companies um, are going to be shedding some assets, and it's going to flow all the way down to our end. And so we're trying to find other companies and that are interesting to us. That who knows, maybe they want to work with us. Um, and um, that's how you build a business, Bill. And that's how why if I was looking at a company, why I would look at this company, Fury, we're not just sitting on Eau Claire, banging in drill holes, um, and then coming back and wanting to do it all over again without a thought. We're looking to be a bigger, better place and create opportunity and create value. And right now, the market has not rewarded us. Uh, they have not given us the share price for what I think we have value in, in our Eau Claire and our other assets. Um, it is... Um, it is interesting to see in this time and market, but again, that's why investors should be stepping in looking at this. It's a well-run company um, that's undervalued. Tim, you mentioned uh, previously that you have $42 million market value of Dolly Varden shares. Uh, does that come off progressively, if you could remind me, your ability to sell that if you wanted to monetize sure. it? 
Yeah, so we can we could sell in February, and um, I think investors were starting to some of them were starting to game the fact that we might be selling in February. Um, and when we had the chance to sell some up front, <clears throat> it made a lot of sense to me because it just took that uh, question mark away. And you we put it in strong hands. We should know too, we, right? We you didn't flood in, the market. No, we put it in as strong a hands as you could ask for. Uh, Dolly should be really thrilled, and investors of Dolly should be thrilled with who got it. And we are, we, as I said, you know, we're still the largest investor in Dolly. We have 26% of the company. Um, I don't see any need to sell it at this point. Um, we're financed and, um, you know, but again, it's, it's all about creating opportunity that things come around and we'll see what the market gives us and we'll see what the results give us. And we're, I think, as I said, we're poised to do really well next year. And Brian, as we conclude, uh, when should we expect those assays over the next two months, they should all be given to the market. Yeah, I would say within the the next month, uh, you know, uh, we've got a few weeks here before Christmas and we're going to try to get, uh, you know, if if the labs do what they're supposed to, try to get them mostly out before that. And then, uh, you know, maybe some of the uh, Lacklarkey soils and the biogeochem from the uh, Eleanor South Joint Venture come out in the in the new year. So, yeah, the next month or two for sure. Yeah, and then, and then Bill, just to mention, I mean, one of the things I think investors are overlooking is this joint venture with Newmont. I think there's a lot of potential upside in that property. Uh, they're excited to drill it, and so are we. I don't know, Brian, do you, any quick comments on that? Yeah, you know, we've really tightened, last year's work tightened up the, the big, massive soil anomaly, which is the best one we've got in our portfolio. We've tightened it up to, you know, nine discrete targets that we can go out there and actually follow up. So this year, that's what we did. Uh, so we should be ready to to drill, you know, a selection of those, the the, the cream of the crop of those, uh, you know, come come the spring in 2023. And Bill, just a reminder, we, you know, we split that cost with Newmont. So those are the best drill holes to make is when you're paying for half. <laughs> and you're the operator, right? We are the operator. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, the company's website is furygoldmines.com. Ticker symbol again, F-U-R-Y in Canada or the States. Gentlemen, thank you for providing this update today. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. See you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty dollars or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. 
The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.